The name's Bond. James Bond. You're a wizard, Harry. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa. Welcome back to the Movie Mafia Podcast, everybody. As you can see, we're all videos for the first time ever on YouTube. Super excited to be here. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please check out our YouTube channel, The Movie Mafia. We're doing a video version of our podcast for the first time ever. I guess the quarantine has brought one good thing, so far at least. Um, But anyway, let's get right into the podcast. Uh, We have a jam-packed show full of different topics I want to talk about. Unfortunately, our fourth host here, Gabrielle, wasn't able to make it. She had some personal issues come up. But we can't wait to have her for our, uh, our next episode. But for this episode, we're going to have to deal with just me, Lauren, Max. I'm super excited to have you guys here. You're the newbies for the podcast. <laughs> does that mean we're going to get hazed? Nice. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. You will be hazed. You will be hazed. Perfect. <laughs> nice. But without further ado, all right, let, let's, let's jump into it a little bit. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the Spider-Man news that we have. This is a little bit of old news, but Spider-Man is never irrelevant, especially not when you have such a massive Marvel fan like me, all right? You got to love Spider-Man. So uh, I want to bring this to you, Max. So what do you think about their whole Spider-Verse concept? It seems like, um, you know, we know that Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ock, and we know Jamie Foxx is coming back, and it's heavily speculated that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will come back as well. So, you know, what do you think about that? Um, do you think it's a good idea, a mistake? Uh, I'm curious. I'm really pumped for this movie. Really anticipated because um, just like you, I'm just a mega Marvel fan, but just Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. So I critique those movies very critically. Um, I love the first two Toby ones, and I don't really enjoy three or the Garfield ones. But um, this is just exciting. I think the animated Spider-Verse is fantastic and easily one of the best Spider-Man movies we've gotten. And it has completely opened the doors to do this um, and well. Now, I don't think that Doc Ock and Electro or um, these two, the other Spider-Mans are going to have huge factors. I think they're just going to be cameos, if anything, because this movie is already jam-packed enough with so many characters, not just from the MCU, but other Marvel properties. So... It seems like they're jamming a lot in, which make me to believe they're cameos. But I, I love Tom Holland. I love. I'm really pumped for Spider-Man three, uh, this Spider-Man three. So I think it's going to work out pretty well, man. Absolutely, and um, you know, obviously this is a Spider-Verse theme. Do you think that the reason a movie like this is getting made is because of how successful the animated Spider-Verse movie was? I believe that released in 2018. Uh, I know that movie won a ton of awards. Do you think that this movie was kind of going to be made regardless or that it was completely, you know, uh, pushed forward because of how successful the Spider-Verse movie was? Um, it feels like this is always, it's been a myth. We've heard, we've heard rumors of a Spider-Verse as one of the biggest comic book storylines for the character. And I think that Sony has been such in a bad place as of late. Venom was not that great. Their the two amazing Spider-Man movies haven't been great they kind of need this to rejuvenate their product that they're dishing out. Um, And I think that Spider-Verse has opened the door and fans are now more, I would say more open to that. I think that's the best way to say it, that because of Spider-Verse, fans are now even more excited for this because 
now animated and live action is totally different of turning out the product. So I think that it's a big challenge, but if it's done right, it could be uh, it could be a dream for us who love this character, love Spider-Man so much, and to see all of our all these different iterations of the character who we've seen before. I mean, this is going to be a, an amazing, uh, goosebumpy type film, in my opinion. Absolutely, and I can't wait for it. Just like you, I'm in the exact same boat. But uh, let's move on from Spider-Man, and I want to talk briefly about uh, Queen's Gambit uh, and Euphoria. So go ahead, Lauren, take it away. Okay, so basically, if the missing piece in your life is a know-it-all ginger who can just crush men with a single chess piece, then Beth Harmon from Queen's Gambit is the woman for you. Basically, you follow her, you know, she's orphaned and, you know, all the trauma and being stuck in the system and how she literally surpasses all of that through being independent, ambitious, and just like a boss bitch to become like one of the most powerful people in the chess world. It's not real story. It's based off some true events, but like it feels like she could be real. Um, so basically chess is cool again. That's the takeaway. Yeah, and I know uh, Queen's Gambit released, I think, back in late October. So it's been a little while now. It's still top 10 in Netflix um, in, in its rankings. And I, I look at it every day, every time I go across Netflix, and I think, geez, uh, is this the day I'm going to start watching this show? I know it's right around the corner. Um, you know, just I know we're just getting through finals and everything um, now. And, and, you know, maybe maybe Queen's Gambit is uh, up next for me. But I Max, think it is. Absolutely, Max. What do you think about the show? I seen Queen's Gambit. I, I was really excited about it because Anya Taylor Joy is the lead, and I really enjoyed her in Split and Glass a lot. Um, and I know she can bring a lot more to the table than those pretty small roles in those two films. So great cast and chess movies can be really bad or really good. And I'm hearing that this show is actually really good. So I'm probably gonna check this one out on Netflix for sure. Yeah, and chess.com is riding off this fame. If you get, if you subscribe to their emails, it's all play chess with Beth Harmon. Um, and they have a cute little <laughs> drawing of her. Um, and yeah, yeah, you should both watch it. The lighting throughout the show is amazing. It kind of changes as her mood changes throughout, like, and she grows up. And then the wardrobe is phenomenal, like phenomenal, phenomenal. I can't even use words anymore. But like her outfits, like every scene where she get a new outfit from her, like your heart just drops. You're like, oh my God, like what was it? Like the 50s and 60s or whatever. But like they made her look like the dorkiest little kid. And then she grew up and she was like hot. And like, you're like, wow. And then she plays chess. So, you know, yeah. that reminds me of what they did with uh, the girl in The Witcher. If you've seen The Witcher, it's just like that, honestly. Um, but. I, outside of Queen's Gambit, I know you guys want to talk about Euphoria. So enlighten me, please. I need to watch these shows, so please enlighten me. Talk about Euphoria a little. You want to take it away? Yeah. Um, I Well, this past first season I thought was absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite shows of last year. And seeing Zendaya win the Emmy earlier this year is very rewarding because I think the performance was crazy. And they were about to shoot season two, and then the pandemic happened. And they just filmed just two special episodes uh, that I wasn't, I was kind of worried about if they would actually tie into the season or just be like forgettable episodes. But um, this episode was actually one of my favorites of the entire show. Um, it takes place in, the, in a diner the entire one hour. 
basically. There's like a three minute uh, dreamlike sequence in the beginning, but then it's just a conversation between Ali and Rue. And I think that it's one of the best written episodes I've seen in television in a really, really long time and very well acted as well. Yeah, so Rue is like our main character and like she's struggling with addiction and Ali, he's our um, sponsor. So like it's finally a relationship in which Rue can't lie about her addiction. Her sponsor is going to see right through any BS. So it really is like the most like intense two characters you could probably get on the show to be in one scene for the whole episode. And of course, it's filmed like that because of COVID. And seeing that Euphoria, normally they film and they have hundreds of scenes and they're always cutting around and they just having them stay in one place and they did it phenomenally. I still can't say the word, but you know, I just, I was surprised at how well they did COVID. Yeah, because that, that was my big thing. I heard people critique the show about that because if you watch the show and I highly recommend it, it's very fast paced. There's so many different color schemes going on. There's so many different storylines you're trying to follow. And this was probably the most focused, just, it's not really exciting. It's just a normal conversation that felt actually very authentic between two people who had gone through drug addiction or still going through that addiction. And I think that it felt very authentic and true to the story. Uh, I'm excited that we're getting the part two of the episode in January with Jules. And I think that if you haven't checked this one out, you've got to watch uh, Euphoria. It's 10 episodes an hour each on HBO. So definitely check it out for sure. Yeah, I gotta say, like, the episode's very good, and then there also is, like, a director's cut kind of clip at the end that you can watch where they talk about filming, dealing with the pandemic, um, and then also, like, the dynamics within the scene. So, like, the breakdown is great. It's probably better than what we could even tell you. But, yeah. Yeah, and I gotta say, that diner shot from outside the diner reminds me of, like, that old painting with the diner that I keep thinking of, and you can... Maybe you're thinking of what I'm thinking of, but I'll just let it go. <laughs> well, I'll try to find. You know, I'm talking about like that that painting, like that, like the like painting of that like the diner corner. I'm gonna find it. You you talk. I'm gonna. You got you got to find that painting. But while she's looking for the painting, I know Max. You said you just watched Ma Rainey, and as of as of uh, the, you know, when we're, this recording is happening now, it just came out today. So please, we yeah. want to hear your non-spoilery review of Ma Rainey. Yeah, so I was pretty pumped for this movie. Um, if you don't know what it's about, it's on Netflix right now. It's an hour and a half long. Um, basically, Viola Davis plays Ma Rainey herself. And the whole movie basically takes place in a recording studio, the entire yeah. film. Very similar to Euphoria, where the whole, movie's in one, the whole show is in one spot. This movie basically has one location, um, based off of a play. And Viola Davis, it's in the 1920s, and it's the idea of that these white producers, these white agents taking advantage of these African-American work. And that involves the lead trumpeter who's played by Chadwick Boseman in his final performance, sadly due to his passing earlier this year. And um, I was so excited because this movie's getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and I'm a big Oscar guy, so I watch all these movies anyway. Um, and to pleasantly say that I believe this is the best we've gotten from Chadwick, which is very disappointing because obviously we could have seen him do this 20 more times in his career. He died so young, but he's so amazing in the film. It's, and he's played guys like Jackie Robinson and James Brown and Thurgood Marshall, like true life people and obviously Black Panther. But this performance is 
unreal because he has such great charisma. Um, you think he's kind of a jerk in the early part of the movie, and then you when you get when he explains his backstory, you really care about him a lot more, and you see his perspective on it. Um, and I think he's going to get the Oscar for Best Actor. A lot of people are putting him in Best Supporting Actor because technically um, Viola Davis is the lead actress in the film, but it really is Chadwick's story in the middle of what Viola is doing in the film. So if you, if now I could see people thinking it's boring for sure, just because it's literally in one location, not a lot of action is going on. It's really just conversation. Um, and the person who actually played Ali, Coleman Domingo in Euphoria is also in this film. He's also very good as well. So uh, I think it's, it's good. It's a great, it's a really solid movie. I, I don't think it's one of the best of the year. And it's also based off of a play and you can kind of feel that the movie feels like a play, not a movie at times. But you're going to see Chadwick Boseman possibly win an Oscar for this performance. So if you're an awards buzz person like me, you got to check out Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis in these performances because they're going to possibly be a huge factors in award season for sure. Excellent. And I'm, I'm super excited to see uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see it. And, you know, absolutely, especially because of Chadwick Boseman. And um, you mentioned Viola Davis. The first thing I thought about is that uh, wasn't she the actress who was in Suicide Squad? I believe she played Amanda yeah. Waller, too. Correct. Uh, that, that's where I know her from. Unfortunately, that movie was less than uh, stellar. But um, I, I'm definitely familiar with the, the two main actors in the film, and I'm super excited to check it out. And also, um, we found the painting that uh, Lauren was talking about. So I'm going to show this on screen. You two can pull it up in Discord if you'd like. So can, yeah, so uh, Edward Hopper's Nighthawks painting, it's it doesn't look like exactly like the Euphoria scene, but you can definitely see like this generic like two thirds of the composition where you have like the diner and like it's like an outside looking in at night kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the vibe that Euphoria has. So yeah, yeah. if you like painters, what's it? American um, postmodern? I don't know. I tried. Awesome. My degree awesome. left. <laughs> awesome all right well um we're kind of blowing through the show here so let's keep moving uh we know that christmas is coming up next friday can you guys believe it tell me your christmas plans i need to know your christmas plans now <laughs> doing anything special going back home um i might go to longwood gardens on christmas day for like the light show like i think they do like it's like kind of Christmassy, but like Clip Collective um, is a design place in Philly. They do all the projection mapping on all the plants. So like if you were to do drugs during a pandemic, this is like the place to do it. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> if you're looking for trippy plant outdoor time, look no further. I literally should sponsor Longwood Garden. They should, they should make me their influencer. Plants. Look, plants. Plants. Beautiful. It sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, Max, did you do anything special uh, they, for Christmas? They had a corpse flower. A, cor what, a corpse flower? What? That sounds terrifying and beautiful at the same time. I think because it smells like a dead body. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you move on from plants. <laughs> from dead plants? Corpse and smell like dead bodies? We're going to pull up the corpse flower. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Jewish, so I don't really I don't celebrate Christmas, oh, okay. but on on Christmas Day, I normally watch the NBA all day, but while that's going on, I mean, Wonder Woman and Soul are coming out, which we're about to talk about, and I think that'll be my double feature that day. So 
watching those two films and watching the NBA literally is normally my Christmas anyway. So yeah. Christmas day games are always the best hundred percent. And, yes. um, and yeah, you touched on soul. So, you know, why don't you go ahead and talk about, we know that there's a couple, a bunch of Christmas premieres, uh, coming yeah. up this year. So, you know, and soul is one of them. It's going to be on Disney plus. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually one of my most anticipated films of the year. Um, as a mega Pixar fan, um, this one grabbed me a lot. Um, I really liked Onward earlier this year. Um, it's in my top five of the year, but still, this movie is getting so much love saying it's reviews are saying it's one of Pixar's best films that you, it could even be the second animated movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture. So, I mean, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey are in the movie, and it comes out on Christmas. And unlike Mulan, if you have Disney Plus, you don't have to pay 30 bucks for it. It just comes with it, just like Wonder Woman will for HBO Max. So it's free if you have a if you have Disney Plus. So, I mean, as a big Pixar person, watch the I'm gonna watch the movie and really enjoy myself. You might cry uh, as well because it's Pixar. Why not? Um, and it feels and this is the first really um, African. This is the first African American led uh, Pixar film, which we've gotten so many different types of Pixar films exploring so many different types of. Um, cultures, but this is the first time with African-American lead roles. So I think it's a really brilliant next step for Pixar as well. So what's it about? I think it's like Jamie Foxx plays, um, voices a character who's like a big musician. It's very similar to Inside Out, where it has like, Tina, ah, I can't like, I haven't seen the movie, so I obviously don't know the exact plot, but it's very similar to Inside Out with your memories and your emotions and that stuff as well. Okay, I'm looking at the cover for it, and there is a cat. So if you wanted an animated cat, you're good. Yeah. And there's also two little, like, blue fluffy things. So I guess maybe those could be, like, their suppressed emotions or memories or whatever. But they're yeah. very cute. They're, like, they look like, um, who's the guy from Monster Zinc, the big blue guy? Scully. Scully, yeah. Yeah, they look like little tiny, like, like handheld versions of him. That's adorable. And you know, Disney is always making good animated movies. Whatever it is, if it's animated, Disney has it down. So it seems to be, um, they seem to be the gold standard for that. So I I expect nothing less from uh, Soul. I I think it's going to be a great film. Really Mm -hmm. looking forward to it. Oh, it says it's about a middle school band teacher who gets the chance of a lifetime to play at the best jazz club in town. And it mentions New York, so I'm assuming the town is New York. Yes. Cute. Very, very cute. Definitely looking forward to it. And um, did you want to – you can continue Oh, you continue to talk about the other films if you would like, Max. I know that we have Promising Young Woman coming up. Um, yep. What do you think about that? Um, well, it's a big Oscar buzz film. Um, a lot of people saw it earlier in the year before the pandemic in film festivals, and everyone's talking about this Carrie Mulligan performance. I haven't seen enough of Carrie Mulligan. Like I saw her in like the Great Gatsby movie from a couple years ago. I didn't really like that movie. Um, but Carrie Mulligan's the lead, and I think that if it's getting award buzz and it's going to be a part of the season, I'm probably going to check it out. It is on PVOD, so it's not on any streaming service, and you have to pay for it, which is kind of a bad thing, especially if we're going for Oscars, like who's going to see the movie. Um, I'm very interested to see like the iTunes rankings this week, just to see how many people rent the movie on Christmas. Um, because I mean, Christmas is full. I mean, with Wonder Woman and Soul and like those two alone, 
And I don't know who's going to really check out this movie. It's tough because it's an Oscar movie, a serious movie, but there's so many bigger other things going on on Christmas as well. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you. As you said, there's, this show is not going to be streaming anywhere. It's just going to be in theaters. So I wonder why um, you know, they would choose to make that type of decision. And um, yeah. especially releasing it on, you know, first off, not streaming it. Second off, yeah, releasing yeah. it on Christmas. Third, releasing it on Christmas when competing with movies like Wonder Woman and Soul. I, I just, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Um, I don't want to, you know, write this movie off before you give it a chance. But yeah, it does yeah. not look, uh, it does not look promising. <laughs> yeah, and I want to see it, but like, Paying for it is a negative because you get Wonder Woman in Seoul with your streaming service. So you're not paying extra for those two. And in and, and the Netflix movie too, they're not, you're not paying 15 bucks to rent it. You're just let it comes with the service. So it has a huge disadvantage going against three other movies for sure. Cause you have to pay for it for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, one movie that we've mentioned a little bit yeah. here that we know is going to come out on Christmas and I imagine will be the most popular movie that releases on Christmas, Wonder Woman 1984. I could not be more excited for this movie. It was supposed to yeah. come out this past summer. We all know COVID and blah, blah, blah. It pushed back. It's coming out Christmas now. I am super excited for this movie. Um, you know, they've released the first three minutes of the movie. At least what they said it was the first three minutes. Um, they're pretty uneventful. They're, they're, they're not, not much goes on, just kind of like story building, you know, world building, stuff like that, mm -hmm. flashbacks, etc. Um, but from a first impression through the three minutes they released on YouTube this past week and, uh, you know, from the trailers that we've seen, the it seems to be like a good movie, but not a great movie. All the reviews I've, I've read and people discussing the film and just my own opinion about it, um, I'm, I'm super excited, however... It definitely looks like this film is going to be lighthearted, um, you know, maybe a little, uh, little funny and you know, uh, cute and, and very, um, very enjoyable to watch. But I don't think this is going to be as good as the original Wonder Woman, which also is kind of in the same um, style. And I also yeah. don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, one of the be best movies that DC will put out or can put out. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think every, you know, Marvel, DC, both universes need to have those type of films that are just don't take themselves super, super seriously. Um, it's not the biggest deal in the world and it's just an enjoyable film to watch. But I do. Part of me does really wish that uh, we would have a movie that really hits deep and is, um, you know, something akin to The Dark Knight or any of the movies for that matter from the Dark Knight yeah. trilogy. You know, something like that. And I'm hoping that'll come from a future, the future Batman movie, the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. But for now, you know, mixed feelings about this Wonder Woman movie for me. Well, what about you? Hmm. Um, I'm really pumped for this movie. I mean, this was, this was supposed to come out in 2019, too. So, I mean, I've been dying to see this movie. Now, I don't love the first one as many people do. Like, I love the movie until, like, the big twist in the third act with the villain reveal um not a huge fan of it and it definitely lowers the movie for me it's number two for me in this dceu uh the first one and i think gail godot's great and chris pine their chemistry is on a whole other level so they're bringing back chris pine that's where my worries are how can we make that believable because obviously pine died in the first one 
Um, but they're adding Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig as the villains of the film. So the acting's there. Patty Jenkins just got a Star Wars movie uh, as well. So she's a big deal now as a director. So, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's a two and a half hour superhero movie. We're, this is probably the biggest blockbuster of the entire year, too, um, because of how little we've seen of superhero movies this year. But I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped for it. I'm not as skeptical as you are. Because uh, I think this is actually going to be a good movie. Uh, I don't like judging that type of film before I see it. I just want to see it, then give my opinion on it. Is it better than the first? Is it a good or bad film? But I'm, I'm excited for it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, one thing we can definitely agree on is that we're both going to see this movie. Um, ASAP. Yes. 100, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I did want to sure. add this into the show real quick since you just mentioned it. Patty Jenkins, as we know, is the director of Wonder Woman. She did the original one. Uh, and she's yeah. doing this one now, and she's also recently, um, you know, agreed to uh, sign on and direct um, a new Star Wars movie that is called Rogue Squadron. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard much about the movie at all, but um, if you haven't, what do you think about Patty Jenkins moving on from superheroes to this sci-fi uh, Star Wars film? I think it makes sense. I think it's a very big deal that Star Wars is finally letting a female director tackle the genre. Um, obviously, in The Mandalorian, we've had Bryce Dallas Howard in an episode or two, but a big movie. I mean, and also, we, we didn't know what would be the future for movies in Star Wars. Um, since The Mandalorian came out, everyone's been very focused on TV, as has Star Wars. But they, this is the first movie we're going to get since uh, Rise of Skywalker last year. So... Um, it's an original story. It doesn't feel like we're going to get, people are saying this is going to be like Top Gun in space. And that got me very, very hyped for this film. So I'm pumped. It comes out 2023 though. So we have a long time before we even see a trailer. So, uh, I'm excited cause I'm a Star Wars fan. I love seeing new original stories that don't involve the Jedi, um, or lightsaber battles in general, just a space movie about, you know, ships and stuff. It's, it's going to be a fun ride. And I, I, I'm all for Patty Jenkins getting a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I'm extremely excited as well. You know, she's done great work in the past with Wonder Woman. Um, I'm hoping yeah. that translates well. And you know what, at this point, there is absolutely nothing that Star Wars mm -hmm. could do to make their movies worse. So yeah. sign on anybody. Pa Patty Jenkins is a great choice. Um, I'm super excited for this. You know, she seems to be a first in a lot of different aspects. You know, I, I believe she might have been the first director to do a superhero film or at least one that popular and successful, um, especially for the, the DC universe, at least. Um, so, you know, she's and she's going to be the first to do a, a Star Wars film. So um, she's breaking a lot of, you know, uh, stereotypes, but I'm super yeah. excited for this. Uh, I just hope. And she turned Star Wars around. I am a diehard, massive Star Wars fan. And these past three films have been, to sum it up in one word, terrible. So, slowly worse. Um, not even that. The last two were both terrible. Equally terrible. So, uh, I, I really hope um, that, that she's able to turn this around. You know, I, I imagine that this is going to be a one-off film similar to Rogue One or Solo or the um, the in-development Obi-Wan movie because um, they haven't announced anything trilogy-wise. But, um, you know, I think that's definitely the way Star Wars should go. And I think uh, I think this, this show, is, uh, this movie has a lot of potential. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it should. 
And, you know, we're getting the Obi-Wan show two years. They announced so much at a Disney Investor Day last week, which broke all of the internet with like all the an announcements. Um, not just Star Wars, but Pixar and Star Wars and, and Marvel, I mean. Um, but, I mean, I love TV, and I'm pumped to see Obi-Wan have a series, The Bad Batch have a series, all this stuff. But I do love Star Wars movies. And now I don't hate the movies as much as you do. Um, I, and I'm also a diehard Star Wars fan. Like, I really enjoy The Force Awakens. Um, I, I respect what Ryan Johnson went for in The Last Jedi. My opinion is the most beautiful looking Star Wars film that we've gotten. And yet, Rise of Skywalker, I watched it for the first time. I was like, it's fun. Why not? And then I watched it again. I was like, the plot, there's so much going wrong. Um, so I think Mandalorian, especially this past season, really, like today, especially watching that the season finale, brought me back to being a little kid, like watching those Star Wars films, because the I think Star Wars is back with the Mandalorian, in my opinion. Great. I mean, I, I, I hope so, too. And you know what? We're going to have to have some conversations about that casino scene in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah, On yeah. Camp or Bike. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. It might have been the worst Star Wars scene of all time, rivaling that and uh, the, those, uh, com the conversations between um, in The Phantom Menace between them and the Gungans. You know? Yes. He, he, those, those two scenes are neck and neck for uh, which scene I wanted to just destroy my computer over. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, my God, terrible. And then uh, there are some great shots. Uh, don't get me wrong. Even the stuff I hate like them somehow light speeding their ship through the other ship that makes absolutely no sense the shot is beautiful and um, exactly yeah, so yeah. you know i can give a credit for that but also can i just also quickly mention go yeah. yeah her ship got destroyed and then she like forced her way back in i mean come on dude i hate this movie. Yeah. this movie is everything i hate and then like the girl with her pink hair is like the uber feminist oh just just kill me now dude it's the worst and then like every male character every male character is just like hopelessly wrong and everything they do and she's just right in the end but she won't reveal her plan the whole time and mm -hmm. then somehow light speeds her ship to the other ship I, I the entire movie i hate everything but um yeah and then oh my god and then luke is drinking blue cow titty milk and then yes and then um he, he looks so depressing. He looks like a dad who just got, you know, divorced. Living off his couch yeah. eating Cheetos or something, man. It, it, it was just... I love Luke Skywalker. That isn't... That's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I, I yeah. could go on for hours. I'm sure you could, too. And, um, I, and trust me, I don't want to spoil The Mandalorian, but, you okay. know, if you like Luke Skywalker, check I, out this past season of The Mandalorian. Okay, okay. For sure. All right. Well, I, I definitely have to check it out in that, in that case, then. But before, yeah. before we move on... Um, to more Christmas topics, I did want to quickly discuss the We Can Be Heroes movie, and this is going to be coming to Netflix again yeah. on a Christmas premiere, like the other three films we've, I've, we've just talked about. So, if anyone doesn't know about We Can Be Heroes, I haven't seen any press for it at all. No, no trailer leaks, no, uh, no, you know, special um, commercials or anything. I really haven't seen much about this film. That might just be me. Um, however, this is going to be. Um, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl remake, I should say, because it's not exactly a remake. Um, from what I can uh, find, there's going to be no Taylor Lautner. He's not going to be Shark Boy. And there's, um, excuse me, there's no George Lopez coming back either. And for me, and watching those point? as a kid, exactly. Well, what's the point? Uh, you know, watching those movies as a watching that movie as a kid, 
you know, Taylor Lautner and George Lopez were the best. I used to stay up at night watching the George Lopez show. Okay, the the TV with the legs and the arms. Yes. Like, there is no better character. Like, it looks like a donut. Like, I just, like, that's what I want for society, is that robot to be real. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for this film, I'm not... Now I'm not like you guys. Like I, we all grew up with the film, but I, I was, I watched a lot of other stuff more than this, especially like Spy Kids and Sky High, for example. But over this, but I mean, does it age well? That's the question. Because in 2005, it looked pretty cheesy and terrible at the time, the CGI and stuff. Will they keep it that early 2000 cheesy with the technology and stuff, or are they gonna? They is it gonna look better? I think I it's going to be the modern like CGI effects and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that's not what we want. We want it to look like crap. I, we want to, to see Y2K. Are you going to bleep me? No. <laughs> what, what is this? Are you trying to bleep no, me? No, no, no. I'm pointing to you. I'm pointing to you. I thought you wanted to bleep crap. I'm like, I no. can definitely say that no. one. No, no, no. Um, no. no, I was agreeing. But yeah. I'm what was I saying? Agreeing. What was I saying? About oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we want bad want graphics. To be like, because like good designers can make bad design look good. And it's like a thing. Like the whole Y2K, like the, 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 the it could work. Um, and I think everyone should have a flip phone. If you're going to give the kids phones, they're totally going to have phones. It should be a flip phone. Don't give them an iPhone. Um, I did Google the plot, and the plot is when alien invaders capture Earth superheroes, the kids must learn to work together to save their parents and the planet. I don't know, man. I mean, nothing is yeah. going to be better. Why are the parents involved? If the parents are kidnapped, perfect. Get rid of the old generation. You can just start anew. I don't know why you'd want to rescue the parents. Like, kid logic. It's not adding up. Come on. I mean, Shark Point Lava Girl is iconic. I mean, the land of milk and cookies. Oh, Jesus. Come on. When, when, when Taylor Lautner no. is talking to the sharks with that terrible CGI. Oh, no. It's, it's amazing. Okay. And it isn't when the main saying, character named Max, the guy? The boy, yeah. right? His name is Max. Come on. No, I can't. I, that movie is very tough for me to watch. It is not good oh. whatsoever. Woof. But he likes The Last Jedi. Come on. No. Oh, well, I actually prefer Spy Kids a lot more because while it's cheesy, it has characters that you actually enjoy and it feels like as a kid, like you can be that those two lead characters. And I just, I can't. The Shark Boy Lava Girl CGI is terrible hasn't held up whatsoever but like and, i want those outfits well so yeah true. okay oh, we, we should dress up at, as uh at halloween we should have dressed up as shark boy and See, i already had and then max could have been max Ma no max i don't want to dress up mr shark. electric no. dude you could have been mr electric. oh no thank you we could just put you in like some type of orb thing you know and just not like electrocute you but like you gotta Thank have you. some LEDs on there, something. Uh, yeah. Have a screen. Please don't electrocute. Oh, okay. I have an idea. You could just be an iPad on a broom, like from Community, that showed neither of you have ever seen. But, oh like, my gosh. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. You do? I, I've never seen the show, but I'm pretty sure I've seen exactly what you're talking about. It's just the iPad on a broom. The prisoners go to school. But that's gonna be you. You're gonna be, you're gonna be on a screen. Mm. And then oh you my can god, get I see it. Virtual reality at that point. Mm. I'm, I'm just Hopefully seeing the cover not. for the Wonder Woman movie thing, and like the cover is like pretty fire. Yeah, it's great. It's it looks, it looks great. I, I the, get the one with like the that. bright background. 
Yeah, yeah. it's very um, Hunger Games, very like girl on fire type thing vibes. One thing that we never really saw that much of, at least in the previous Wonder Woman movie, not to you know backtrack too much here, is yeah, her original a costume. Backtrack. A little, little backtracking, but you know, um, is her original costume is her like a uh, comic book outfit. So this isn't necessarily mm -hmm. that, but it's kind of um, interesting to see her in like a full suit. I mean, we normally just see her wearing citizen's clothes or some skimpy bikini or something. But Yeah, I don't want her to be cold. You know, this, this looks like she'll be able to like maintain a good body temperature in there um, while they're flecting bullets or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she's fighting Kristen Wiig and she's Cheetah. So she's like science experiment gone wrong turns her into a cheetah Ooh. and makes her insane okay yeah. i like when science experiment goes wrong because that normally ends well you know i think it definitely has potential like spider-man he was a he's kind of was a science it was like his dad's spider science experiment but that worked out great for him uh, that is yeah. true that is true he, sci i feel like all science experiments either work out great or horribly wrong I know it's either death or superpowers. There's like basically no in between. I would honestly, roll it for 50 50. I'd roll, the, I'd roll the dice. You would, you, would you guys was, roll the what? dice 50 50? You get superpowers or you die. So like, what's the what's the situation? Like, like, yeah. am I am I like if I'm like like failing at life? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it, what could happen to me. But let's say I, like, lose my job and then drive off a cliff or whatever. If, like, the seconds it goes downhill, I'm take I'm going to take that bet. You know what I mean? See, but that's how you wrong. become a super villain. The super villains start by something bad happens to them, then they get superpowers. The superheroes get then something bad happens to them, and then they have, like, their superpowers to overcome. So if, if something bad happens to you, you're going to become a, a super villain. Cause like honestly, like you know, in the game of life, I'll see where my 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 game plays out. You know, it's like no, it's also been actually bad happens. I'm gonna keep going through my my little matrix. You know what I mean? But yes, I'll be a villain. I don't know what kind of villain I would be though. Oh well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have an episode of the show where we all come up with our own super villain names or superhero villain names and powers and weaknesses. Yeah. Definitely weaknesses. Those are the best parts. Yep. It'll. I wanted to have like a really, really stupid like food allergy is my biggest weakness, but like you, not something that people are actually do. Yeah, yeah I've ones. seen both of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember how his weakness, Kevin Hart's weakness, is cake? Yes. That's exactly what that made me think of. Where you said some stupid. But food the original Jumanji is so much better. I know. And did you? And did you see the other movie that they made at the same time as the original Jumanji? Um. What? The one that began with a G. Jumanji. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, it's like the exact the same Ford. movie. It's like the hamsters that are that are spies. The spy. Remember the spy hamsters? Are there yeah, a G Force. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Let's make oh, that. God. Back. Oh my G God! Force. It's at the tip of my tongue. I'm so upset. It's like um, uh, something. It sounds like. But uh, it's a galaxy yeah. or something like it's a uh, um i i don't remember I'm, I'm so upset i will figure it out i promise but in the meantime i want you guys to talk a little bit about these the top christmas movies of all time so this has to so be I'm christmas actually, episode. 
So go gonna ahead. ignore everything that you're that you're saying. Oh, okay. I decided to pull out a couple moments that are some not so Christmas Christmas moments. Um, so I have two moments that I'm thinking of. The first one is recent. It's the SNL skit from like the other, I don't know, week or month, um, where Pete Davidson is is writing to Santa and he's like rapping, kind of like I think it's like he's doing like an Eminem thing, and yeah. he's like. Santa, you got to get me the PS5. So I'm going to bring that up for our people who don't like the Christmas movies. You can always relive that Pete Davidson SNL skit. Um, We love when he raps. And then my other moment I was thinking of is, do you watch Always Sunny? No, unfortunately. I don't know if you're going to bleep me, but I'm going to use air quotes. Did you my mom, Santa? That was such a good episode. So like Charlie, he's going to see Santa, you know, as like a 40 year old adult man and he sits on Santa's lap and then he asks him that. Um, and then he, he bites Santa's neck and he starts uh, bleeding, bleeding out. And that is how you have a good Christmas memory. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I'd love to uh, quickly interject and say that I, the movie I was talking about is Zathora for the record, just like Jumanji, like a little bit more space-ish and like sci-fi-ish it's great it okay Janoris, that sounds like like one of the um zathora but it sounds like Janora, which sounds like another character oh i don't know what's not about. what's the name of the girl from like guardians of the galaxy gamora gamora yeah so close how is that that is the neurons are just firing right now yeah great job well, you can go I'm back to what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that, that's that's fine. So I do appreciate your not so Christmas moments. But I thought they were great. Spectacular. And Pete Davidson is the best. I I love Pete Davidson. He's he's I mean, absolutely hilarious. I would kidnap him. Like I think he would like you just give him a joint and he would just let you kidnap him. Like I think it would Did be you watch easy. his movie? The King of Staten Island? Yeah. I think I did. Is that the is that the one? With like the little boy, or is that a different movie? I'm I totally of didn't watch it, so you're on. Your I watched the Pete Davidson movie, and he like has this like younger kid that he's like watching after, and then like they like they're friends, but then it's awkward because like Pete Davidson an adult and this kid's a kid, and like they can't be friends. But I don't know. Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I guess you're going to have to do some investigative research. It wasn't like, like a pedophile, like falling in love with a child thing. It was just like he was just like friends with the kid. Pete Davidson dated Ariana Grande, so he's always going to get props from me for that. Also, yes. he's hilarious. So, sure. um, but. I like his Netflix thing. Stand yeah, his, his Netflix special is, is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think what I'm talking about is what I watched, but I'm okay. not. Uh, I'm so good at these fact-checking things. Uh, well, I know, for one, his movie is The King of Staten Island, and yeah. it had pretty good reviews. So if anyone's interested, that's what it's called. Go check it out. Pete Davidson's awesome. But we do have some actual, real Christmas nah. movies. Nah. Some, some heartwarming, beautiful, homey movies. Um, so yeah. I'll talk about some of my favorite ones here. So obviously you got Home Alone, The Polar Express, Oh my gosh, my childhood's flashing before my eyes, sitting up, uh, sitting on the couch with my parents with like a, a nice blanket and a cup of hot cocoa watching the Polar Express. Um, you know, it's a classic. It, it's, it's great. Um, 
I've never, that's probably my, absolutely my favorite movie, Christmas-themed movie of all time. And Home Alone is spectacular. It's hilarious. It's not as homey, but it's still really, really good. Um, obviously, it's a classic. Everyone knows Home Alone. Um, you know, what else can I really say? Those are some of the, two of the best Chris, Christmas movies of all time, at least to me. Yeah, I just, I, and I agree with you because I, I also love the Polar Express. It's getting a lot of hate as of late, and I get why it is. The movie is kind of creepy when you think about it, uh, the way the animation looks. Uh, but I still love the movie just like you. Um, an underrated one that I put on the list as well is called The Night Before, which is a movie that came out five years ago with Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's like a weighted R comedy, but it's all about Christmas. And I, I always watch that now around Christmas time. One of the funniest Seth Rogen films that I think are very underrated. And it's a film that I do generally like to watch on around Christmas time. I will be doing that very, very soon. I love the film. Um, Home Alone, Elf is also another one. Elf is a classic as well, in my opinion, with Will Ferrell um, in the lead role. So... Those are some of my, those are my, my Polar Express, Night Before, and Elf are kind of my big three Christmas movies. I assume you don't have any Christmas movies you want to talk about, Lauren. I literally told you, Always Sunny. <laughs> that, that five minutes where Charlie's on Santa's lap, that's the best moment. Um, I don't know. Like, Christmas movies are like, that's too much. Like, I'll watch like a Christmas episode, you know? Like, that's like as much as I can tolerate. Um, I also I also want to add one too, if you don't mind as sure. well. Um, Love Love Actually is another one for me that is my favorite rom com of all time, and I think that it's it's all about Christmas. So also another one that I always watch. It's also one of the best cast you'll get. You know Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson. I mean everyone's in this movie. Keira Knightley. I mean there's so many people in the movie. So I love the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen Love Actually, but it's it's easily one of my favorite rom com, and have to talk about that about Christmas for sure. Yeah, you know, I am absolutely, uh, you know, obsessed with those rom-com type movies. Um, yeah. You know, it's a great movie. Um, especially uh, those type of movies around Christmas time are just absolutely beautiful and uh, so much fun to watch. So, yeah, you know, Love Actually is absolutely a great one. Um, and I know that we obviously, we have other ones like, there's so many Christmas movies. I mean, we could go on for days talking about Christmas movies like, um, you know, Scrooge and, and all of those. Um, Die Hard. <laughs> Die, Die Hard. Really? That's Christmas. Yeah. Really? I do think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Andy Sandberg would agree. I definitely think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Is that a, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference? That's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference. Absolutely. I'm so glad I uh, got The that. Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. And they're still- it's weird though with that one because some people interpret it as a Halloween movie and some people interpret it as a Christmas movie. It's very weird. But honestly, the second that it's Halloween, people are putting up Christmas decorations anyway. I think it's a malleable barrier. I agree. To holidays, yeah. it's in the month of cold, so that whole time of the cold, it's just all, you know, just all the holidays kind of just jumble together. Yeah. Awesome. We, I want to make my own holiday. You know. What's your What's your own holiday? You have a name for this? Yeah, I was holiday? thinking like. But like I want it to be like very dressing up, kind of like with Halloween, but then like completely serious. You know what I mean? Like you dress up, and it's just like, like really, just like I don't know. I'm still working out the details on it, um, but I will. I gotta. I, I need to like. I need to just like convince people that it's real once I create it. 
Well, keep us posted. We definitely need to know about this fake holiday. Yeah. I, I know I uh, definitely need more excuses to get out of the house, all right? <laughs> and wear outfits. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe instead of dressing up as like a, like a recognizable character, maybe you just like create a character. And then like every year you kind of update your own character. So like you see their evolution, but it's like still your own. That's fun. It's like more of a persona. It's like the furries really jump off on this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, look, um, as we get to the closing of our show a little bit, I wanted to throw in a surprise last segment. Yes. To talk to you guys you, you both have no idea what i'm about to say we're going um, to rank we're our favorite, our favorite holidays okay favorite okay holidays. so 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 we have christmas we have thanksgiving i'll, I'll include new year's halloween you know stuff like that if you want to if you want to be um just give me your give me your top three if you want to throw in stuff like the fourth uh july 4th or st patty's day you know that that's cool too um, anything, you know, uh, holiday related Valentine's yeah. day, if you're so bold, um, anything like January that. Like top three, like top three. Yeah. Your top three. National bagel day. National bagel day. January 15th. So where does that fall in on your ranking? What's your top three, Lauren? Like def- it's definitely like on there. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I like bagels. You know, I can go for bagel all the time. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like you can wear them as a necklace, you wear a bagel hat. Oh, is there like a traffic cone holiday? I love dressing as a traffic cone. I feel like you have the most obscure holidays ever. I was about to say that same thing. <laughs> it's just so boring doing like like Fourth of July. Like it's so like. But it's about yeah. being with your family and bonding. Okay, like nationalism, like America has been like ruined. Like now if you like are like, oh my God, America, and you wear like red, white, and blue, people think you're like crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like nationalism is kind of like ruined. Like it's tainted. It's not, it's not like. I I, I get where you're coming from, but it's more about your family than correct. Is it it about your family? Like is it like uh, Christmas is Is like a Christian thing, but I'm not religious and I just, you know. It's a time okay, for everyone to get together and give me presents. Can you hear me screenshotting? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I'll like eventually I'll stop doing that. Um, <laughs> I sent you. That is probably what my tree would look like if I had time. Um, there's the a traffic cone motel where. What is with you in traffic oh cones? Oh I've never gosh. wanted to go to a motel so badly. Well, we need some real holidays in here. Max, I give can us go some holidays. Max, please, please. Yeah, so I have a top holidays. three, I guess. Um, my number one is Thanksgiving. I just love the food. Just the idea of eating food. Family stuff is great and all, but eating the food is fantastic. Um, my number two is Passover for me as being a Jew. Um, I love Passover. That's a, my favorite family thing to do. Um, and then I don't even, number three is like, I always, it's very tough. You know, I don't celebrate. I mean, it's tough. I have New Year's, I guess, especially this upcoming New Year's. Like, thank God this year is done very soon. Um, so uh, I think this New Year's could easily just pop into my top just because 2020 kind of needs to end, you know? Yeah. And um, we're hearing more positive news, which is great, but we need 2021 to keep the positive train moving, I guess. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all, I'm all yeah. in for that sentiment. This year absolutely does need to end. Um, for me, 
Uh, actually, I think my number one holiday is pro. I mean, it has to be Christmas for me. It's such a big deal to my parents. You know, we, we mm. do the whole thing where um, when I was a kid, we, we weren't allowed downstairs. You know, you have to sit upstairs and we're not allowed to come down the stairs. And all we can see in the distance is the tree all lit up with all its presents. And, you know, I have a ton of great home videos about it. Uh, it's been something that my parents have made such a big deal about. And it's kind of uh, influenced me in that way. So, you know, I, I'm not the biggest holiday guy. Personally, I kind of hate being around family that I only see once a year and being forced to have meaningful conversations with them. Um, but there's positives and negatives to everything. And Christmas has to be my favorite. Other than Christmas, yeah, yeah other than Christmas, probably, I mean, probably uh, probably New Year's. You know, New, New Year's is great. Um, I, I always feel yeah. this sense of obviously, you know, a change, you know, the year passing and, you know, hopefulness for, for the following year, even if that is mm -hmm. a little misguided. Um, it's, yeah. it's always just like, uh, it's always nice to, you know, see the ball drop, experience that with your family. It feels like a moment uh, in history. Yeah. And it is. I agree. And then lastly, I have to throw in Halloween there. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not the biggest holiday guy. So Halloween isn't that that important, but what I will say is uh, there's always great there's always great movies that come out in Halloween. Um, you know, previous years we've had like The Joker and uh, um, Venom and stuff like that. You know, Halloween always seems to have something entertaining and enjoyable to bring for us movie wise. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and uh, you know I always like dressing up. I always have r ridiculous costumes. One year I dressed up as. Uh, the guy uh, from Where's Waldo, you know, the book. Um, one year I, I dressed up as Spider-Man, you know, like I do the, the most weird. I dressed up as Dwight from The Office one year. That's I bought a, good a, I bought a whole the whole suit, like the glasses, even like a little uh, ID. I mean, you can just wear that ridiculous. for all your future interviews now. Like you're ready. Like and that's I have to the bring the same snarky attitude too. Yeah. <laughs> And you can just yeah. have like little tiny photos of Jim with you that you could hand out. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh yeah. You can just like tape them everywhere. Like you could put them on top of your urinal, a little, a little gym. And then when you're Dwight, you could talk to him. Make a shrine. Make a shrine. A shrine? <laughs> Make a shrine. Oh my gosh. Shrines are so underestimated. Underestimated. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, look, our episode's getting towards the end here. We've been recording for almost an hour, so we'll call it there. This has been our Christmas special episode. I'm so thankful for you guys to be joining us. Max, Lauren, Gabrielle, next episode. I can't wait. Um, it, it's been so much fun being here with you guys, and uh, I'm just super excited to see what the future of this podcast can hold. Yeah, I'm Thanks for letting me join, and I can't wait to talk a lot more. We're going to have a lot to talk about because our next episode, we can review all these big movies. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Our rants, about the, our rants about Star Wars will be coming. Yes. They will be coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for that. How about like when you guys do your Star Wars thing, I'll just try to paint myself as Baby Yoda because that's all I care about. All right. Absolutely. It's a little late. Absolutely. Like the makeup trend, is like, it's, like, it's been like months ago. You know what I mean? Do you guys yeah. go on that? You better, also better late than never. Better late than I've never. I've never been. Now I have an excuse. Now you have the yeah. excuse. All right. Well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. We have Star Wars debates, Yo, Baby Yoda painting coming up. This is all. This is all going to be happening. 
maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But great things to come from the Movie Mafia podcast. And we'll see you all in the next episode.